0: However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily.
1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
2: Every generation brings a new crop of young leaders and the way those leaders will be shaped by their mentors will affect the way they bring to bear their influence on the future of our nation. So where will the next wave of social reformers come from? What happens to young people when they don't have appropriate leadership guidance? What happens when the prevailing culture, and some will describe that as like humanist secular culture, what happens when that becomes their only context for influence? Well, a discussion today about shaping young leaders. Uh, You may not be aware of some amazing initiatives that are happening. One of those that is one of the most significant multi-denominational gatherings of the next generation of Christian marketplace leaders in Australia is called Gathering 2018. And it's happening on the Gold Coast in Queensland in September It'll be between the 13th and 15th of September. Jonathan Green is the National Director of the William Wilberforce Foundation. He's founder and host of The Gathering 2018, and Jonathan is joining us. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome back to 2020.
0: Hi. Hi, Neil. Great to be with you this morning.
2: (laughs) Jonathan, 50 hours of input into young people. I mentioned 13th to the 15th of September and an exceptional group of Christian leaders making themselves available to input into the lives of young people. This is a good initiative. And I might add this is your initiative that it's it's been enacted. And now uh, I think is it the third year this has happened? This is our second year
0: um but uh hopefully next time uh we chat next year it'll be the third one but um yeah, this is number two we We ran this last year last year was very much the uh the the test pilot and uh it went really well um i'm sure I can tell you a little bit more about that um as as we chat. But it went really well, and as a result, we're doing it again this year.
2: And what I want to mention early in our conversation that I know listeners will want to take up, the opportunity for sponsored places for young people. Now, what sort of young people are the sort of young people that you want to see at Gathering uh, 2018? Uh, Because sponsored places means basically you're going to put them up in a resort, uh, provide uh, foods and uh, all of the great inputs, all they've got to do is get themselves to the Gold Coast. And who doesn't want to get to the Gold Coast? Uh, what sort of young people are you looking to have as part of this gathering, Jonathan?
0: Yeah, exactly, Neil. Uh, so w- we, we're we sponsoring over 100. Um, last year we sponsored 105 delegates to be part of this. Uh, this year we'll sponsor um, over 100 and uh, basically what we're looking for is um, emerging Christian leaders who are marketplace-driven. So um, people who are 25 to 35 in that rough sort of uh, age group bracket, um, and then uh, those who are working out there in the marketplace. As an example, last year we had... Um, chiefs of staff the government ministers we had uh bankers lawyers uh high school principals uh people who were running their own companies and some quite successful successful entrepreneurs uh, a whole range of uh people in that 25 to 35 year old age group who are out there in in the community uh doing innovative things working uh in in uh the marketplace and on a third basis, who are Christians, committed Christians, and um, that's a a big part of of who they are and their identity.
2: It's interesting when we talk about young people, uh, we're not talking about teenagers when we're discussing this level of leadership development that you're involved in. 25 to 35-year-olds, their careers are already underway. In other words, they're probably somewhere... Uh, lower level or middle management or, as you say, they've got an entrepreneurial capacity, they've taken on responsible roles, their leadership is already emerging, but there's something that needs to happen, uh, an idea of mentorship here, because uh, leaders don't just develop on their own. They're influenced by other leaders, other mentors. That's right. And so you're wanting right. young people to put themselves in the way of getting some insight from some of the best Christian leaders in the country.
0: Yeah, that's right. Look, I think uh, you know I'm I'm in that age group myself. I'm 30, um, and I see uh, for myself, but for my peers around me, that um, we're kind of in an age group where you know we're we're really able. We've we've some of us have done some study, others have gone straight into the work that they're doing, and. We're at that stage where we can kind of really run at our careers and, and really run at those things that we feel called to, um, and we have an opportunity to uh, push the boundaries a little bit and, and try and you know uh, do some really exceptional things. But I think sometimes uh, how faith comes into that and the interplay between faith and work but also in terms of having a positive impact in the community it can be a difficult thing to uh, come to grips with how do we bring these all together and so that really was I guess the initial um, impetus for for bringing this together was I have have friends who you know working in for, for government or working in big corporations and for them really wanting to serve God and wanting to um, put God first in their life, uh, it was, it, it's a big question for them. How do they do that in the marketplace? Well,
2: one of your guest speakers at last year's gathering, which, as you say, was the first one, this one is the second one, but uh, Ken Costa Uh, One of your speaker mentors at the gathering, he said, we want to instill in the minds of delegates that your workstation is your worship station. Uh, This is an important element, isn't it? When we talk about uh, the workplace, the marketplace and emerging young leaders, the attitude to what they're doing there is important.
0: That's right. And look. Ken is uh, better equipped to speak to that than probably anyone I know. Um, Ken's a, a great friend and uh, been a mentor for me. He's based in London. He's referred to by the press in London as a rainmaker, uh, as, as in he uh, has been... Very influential in the um, banking world, um, not just in the UK but around the world. He was involved in the sale of Harrods and a whole heap of uh, you know significant brands that we might know and, and companies that we might know. Uh, he was the chairman of Lazard International, which is an investment bank, uh, and. Look, he's written a few books now around this whole topic of what does it mean to live out your faith in the workplace? What does it mean to be a Christian uh, in the workplace? And, yeah, that's one of the phrases that uh, he uses and um, that really encapsulates what we're trying to achieve through this is is help people to uh, be able to utilize their workstation, whatever it is that, that God has placed them in, uh, to be able to have a, an influence for Christ in the workplace. And look, that'll look different for each person. I'm sure your listeners now would um, identify with this that for some people, they may have a real heart of evangelism and feel like, you know, for them, their calling is to speak into every situation and to, to give those words straight from the gospel to people. And that's fantastic there's other people who um, maybe don't have uh, that sort of calling upon their life or don't feel like that's the way that they approach things, and they may go about it from a quieter way. But what we 're trying to do is um, say, yes, there's multiple ways, but through all that we 're doing, we 've got to get a clear sense of what our calling is, how God has put that upon us. Uh, and how we might be, go about achieving that.
2: Well, why don't we ask listeners to contribute? As you say, listeners have got their own ideas, uh, and I want to open our talk back lines. Uh, the invitation there to talk about the way that perhaps you were shaped in the way that your leadership has come to bear or maybe you want to take a different dimension, the things you missed out on and therefore recognise that there are some weaknesses in you as someone who is in the marketplace, in the workplace and and somehow or other you wish you had some sort of insight that was coming from some really capable mentors when you were a young person. So our talk back line is open on 1-800- 316.316. 316, 316 Jonathan, uh, let me just ask you, because if we don't have uh, intentional Christian leadership shaping, and we just leave leaders for the next generation uh, to be shaped by secular forces, uh, the, the future doesn't look too bright. It looks pretty grim, doesn't it?
0: It does, and I think I guess that's systematic of our society to a certain extent. There's this word, it can be an ugly word, I think it can also be a good word, but there's this word called ambition. And um, I think ambition drives much of uh, our marketplace. Um, and ambition can be a, a very ugly thing uh, and can drive people to do very horrible things and be cutthroat and um, to do immoral things as well. But I also think ambition can be a fantastic thing. And, uh, if it is, I guess, directed in, in the right way, um, ambition can really help, uh, to achieve some amazing things for God's kingdom. And, um, for me, uh, no better story than, I guess, the Joseph story, uh, where, you know, Joseph was, was, placed in a a particular space for a particular time and um, perhaps he didn't know why he was placed there Um, but God had a plan and it would have been easy for Joseph to go well look you know this doesn't seem right I'm you know this isn't for me but he stuck at it and he rose up um and uh he was in the right place at the right time. So rising up through the ranks in the corporate space or rising up through the ranks in whatever workplace you're at and gaining influence, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think what is important is to have mentors and guidance around somebody, to have a clear sense of calling and to have a clear sense of what does it mean to be a social reformer? How can you use the influence that you gain for positive impact, in the community and and for God, uh, for his purposes here on earth.
2: Well, a significant point you're making here. Ambition drives the marketplace. And if that ambition is shaped by greed, if it's shaped by a bullying mentality, if it's shaped by immorality, then the marketplace outcomes are going to reflect uh, what ambitions those leaders had. So if you're going to expose young people to uh, any leadership mentoring, you want that shaping to, uh, to really uh, captivate their ambition, an ambition for righteousness. Now, people are not used to talking about this sort of thing, Jonathan. If you, if you struck this as you've been you know, selling the idea of uh, the gathering and, uh, and the work you do with the Wilberforce uh, Foundation too, that it somehow or other happens in young people. Their ambitions need to be shaped in a certain way because the outcomes will be determined by what happens with the shaping of their
0: leadership. It's it's spot on, and, and I think the concern that I had and maybe what weighed upon me to... Um, help get this started was really that I think if we don 't allow for young Christian emerging leaders to have ambition and to be able to run at the goals and the the, the skills and the the things that God has placed on their heart, um, then what we risk doing is is seeing that happen outside of the Christian faith and, um, you know, research has shown that, uh, particularly in the young adult age group, uh, there is a huge number of young people who are leaving the church each and every year. Uh, and I think one of the confusing things for, uh, young adults is this whole idea of, well, if I'm going to serve God, um, what does it look like? How can I do that if I'm working in a bank or if I'm working uh, in, in a law firm or if I'm working as an accountant or I'm working as a teacher, or whatever it might be, how can I do this and serve God at the same time? And so for me, one of the things I really want to encourage this age group around is that it's entirely possible to do both. Um, It means that we need to have the right people around us. It means that we need to have a clear sense of our calling. It means that we need to be intentional about the way that we approach this. Uh, But it's not something that we have to go, okay, well, uh, I've got these ambitions. I really want to do well and achieve and and go as far as I can. So maybe these are ungodly things that I I can't actually uh, have As as a Christian. Um, And I think that is something that has the potential to drive people away from church community and from being a Christian. So for me, uh, a big part of this is encouraging this this generation that actually those things can be used by God. And having ambition doesn't mean that you're walking outside of the Christian faith, uh, that that can be moulded and shaped For great impact.
2: Well, I love the idea of endorsing this amazing initiative that you have, Jonathan. And as we talk about the Gathering 2018 you're now in a preparation stage. It's going to be happening between the 13th and 15th of September. You've chosen a great location and for the Gold Coast to be the focal point here because people love to go to the Gold Coast. And if you're Don't going joke. there for a for a wonderful cause like you've got going, all the better. And, and the fact that you've got sponsored places available, meaning, now look, I'm just assuming here, you correct me if I'm wrong, Somehow or other, you've basically hired a whole resort, a large resort, and uh, you've got sponsored places, which means you're going to provide accommodation and meals, uh, and uh, you're going to have these young uh, emerging leaders sitting under some of the mentoring talent, which is just outstanding. We'll talk about who those uh, leaders are very shortly. But uh, the idea of sponsored places, uh, how do people register to be a part of that a sponsored place at the Gathering 2018?
0: Yeah, Neil, we'll have, um, as I I mentioned earlier on, we'll have uh, at least 100 and and maybe more um, spots available for delegates that that are completely sponsored. What that means is they need to get themselves to the Gold Coast. For those who live in Queensland, uh, or at least southeast Queensland, that might be quite easy. Um, For others, and I found last year that uh, probably... 90% 90% of uh, those who came in were flying in. That might mean they need to book themselves a flight. Um, some of those delegates, uh, that was fine, and they booked their own flights. Others um, approached a, a mentor or a, the person who nominated them um, or maybe their church uh, and, and asked if, if they could get some help and support with that. So, look, uh, it, it's not a high bar, I think, to be able to... Um, uh, to, to get along in terms of you know what you need to put in. What what we are looking for is people who are really striving to uh, serve God and and who are wanting to um, be able to uh, do that through the work that they're doing. And so if that's you, uh, Gathering 2018 it would be a great place for you to, to uh, come along to. You can go to gathering.org.au. Uh, that's gathering.org.au and on there is all of the information about the speakers and the partners involved who are helping make this possible, um, and also, uh, nomination form as well. So that's an online nomination. Um, we are asking for all nominations to be completed by June 29, uh, so that we can make sure that we, we, uh, can give delegates enough time to be able to prepare and, and get themselves ready to book flights, all that sort of stuff could come along. Uh, last year we had about 250 nominations and as I said we, we had about 105 people uh, who came along so um, it is a good idea to uh, make sure you get in on time and, and so that we can consider your nomination but if you're listening or if if uh, and, and you'd like to come along and I can encourage you to, uh, to nominate yourself, um, if you're listening and you know somebody who would be ideal for this, I'd encourage you to jump onto the website and to nominate that person as well.
1: Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events.
2: We're talking about emerging young leaders, the influences upon them, the necessity for Christian righteous mentors to raise up those young leaders who'll be the next wave of... Social reformers. Well, one of the most significant multi-denominational gatherings of the next generation of young Christian leaders is called Gathering 2018. It's happening on the Gold Coast in September 13th to the 15th. Jonathan Green is the National Director of the William Wilberforce Foundation, founder and host of the Gathering. Uh, Jonathan, uh, let me ask you about William Wilberforce because this adds such a dimension of depth to what you are endeavouring to do, gathering these young leaders and a line-up of incredible mentors to connect to these young leaders. But when you talk about William Wilberforce, he's one of those figures from history that is just the most dynamic social reformer and instrumental even in the formation of what we are today in Australia. Uh, you love to talk about him. How important is it to recognise the sort of role models that have gone before that help to shape those who will be into the future?
0: Yeah, look, I think it's really important, and we've we've chatted about William Wilberforce before on another occasion, and um, for me, I think he is one of the most dynamic uh, leaders of history who um, perhaps... Whilst uh not being necessarily um you know, the, the most likely, uh, he achieved unbelievable things and his legacy lives until today and I think it his his name is one which um, many people in society and um I think many Christians uh would recognise with a, a great deal of fondness and i You know, as I get to chat to people about Wilberforce um because our organization is is his namesake uh, i I have a great deal of um of responses from people, and all of them are always very positive about uh just the influence of Wilberforce upon their life and I think you know that is the great thing about um having people throughout history who have stood up and decided. That they are going to do something, uh, and they're going to do something that makes a difference in our society. And one of the things that I think stands out to me about Wilberforce and why I guess gathering has been shaped by that uh, is his Christian faith. And he he was a probably a, a, a late bloomer to Christian Christian faith in some ways. Um, it was in his twenties. He'd it, been a a gambler and a heavy drinker and, um, was, you know, not really looking like, uh, Christian faith would be something that would be a huge part of his life. Um, but on a study trip, uh, over in Europe, um, he started reading and, and having some great discussions, um, about the Christian faith. And it was on that trip that, uh, he became a Christian and he came back, uh, to the UK and, Kind of thought about quitting as a member of parliament um, because he he felt like, well, you know, if if I'm a member of parliament, then I can't really live as a Christian faith. Uh, sorry, live out my Christian faith. Um, and under the guidance of John Newton, the um, evangelical Anglican clergyman uh, that had a hu- was a, was a mentor of Wilberforce and and had a huge influence on his life. Uh, he decided to stay in the public life and, and stay as a politician. Um, and we can see the great benefit of that now. Um, and it's it's that sort of speaking into somebody's life uh, that Newton was able to do, but also uh, Pitt, the junior, who was one of Wilberforce's great friends and eventually ends up becoming the prime minister of the UK, uh, that we 're seeking to do through gathering it 's trying to speak into the lives of um, delegates and, and say, "Look, these goals and these ambitions and these things don 't have to conflict with your Christian faith and I think we can all see uh, the, the the amazing influence that Wilberforce was able to have on public life, and that being a Christian didn 't diminish his work as a politician in fact it furthered it far more than you know anybody would have ever expected
2: now i imagine when those ambitious young christian leaders gather on the gold coast in september uh, one of the things that you don't have control over but when you bring everyone together the hope is that there'll be a formation of bonds of camaraderie of friendship Uh, of even this sort of uh, Christian bond of love between people young people who'll meet one another they'll become a little bit like when you talk about Wilberforce and you talk about uh, John Newton and uh, William Pitt Uh, they became friends and it wasn't that they were standing individually but they knew that they had support from one another is this one of those dimensions that happens when you bring these young emerging leaders together? I think it
0: Absolutely is, and and you refer to um, Wilberforce and Pitt and and Newton and others. Um, and one of the standout, uh things that I think of when I I hear those names is is something that was formed called the the Clapham Society or the Clapham Sect. And um, as part of that, it was primarily a group of of Christians who um, wanted to have a positive impact on the community, uh, wanted to have a positive impact on society, and their faith played a big role in that. And Wilberforce achieved some incredible things, uh, abolition of slavery at at that time, uh, and the reformation of manners, and uh, he was responsible for helping to form the RSPCA and the Church Missionary Society and a range of other societies um, that live on to today, Uh, the Bible Society had a hand in in informing us as well. Uh, And it was probably through the community of this Clapham sect, this group of Christians who wanted to do more and be a part of more, uh, that Wilberforce's success and those ambitions were able to really be lived out. Yes, Wilberforce did an amazing um, thing and and or many amazing things, uh, but don't doubt that there was many people around him who were inputting into that, who were driving that, who were influencing that. Jonathan, who were helping him. We're away. going
2: to break for news. Uh, I want to encourage listeners. We'll continue the conversation. Uh, your inputs is invited one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 Jonathan we were talking about the William Wilberforce Foundation which you're leading and the things that go on with the gathering and it's not as though you're coming from a place where you don't know what things are going wrong in society Because the William Wilberforce Foundation works with uh, ex-prisoners and with people who are into addiction, uh, people whose lives are messed up and you're helping them get on the right path. So uh, a little bit on the the William Wilberforce Foundation, the sort of work you do before we take any calls.
0: Yeah, Neil, our work um, very much has focused uh, over the last five years since I started it here in Australia uh, on trying to... Reduce recidivism and addiction in the community, and once again, through a mentoring, largely a mentoring framework, um, I guess you can start to see a little bit of a uh, theme here that i I really believe in the power of mentoring. I believe that you know if you get somebody alongside you um, who can help to shape you and and who can help to input into your life, um, but also who can just be there to listen and to uh, lend a, uh, a listening ear, um, it can be a huge influence on your life. And particularly what we've found uh, with our Caring for Ex-Offenders program um, is that if somebody comes out of prison, uh, often they don't have a, a wide support network around them. And so uh, having people, and largely for us it's through church communities, uh, who are willing to put their hand up and get alongside that individual, mentor them, um, that might be the first time in their life that somebody has ever asked them the questions, you know, what do you want to do with your life? Uh, what, what are some of the things that you'd like to achieve? Uh, and so that can be quite an eye-opening experience um, for somebody who hasn't really felt like they could achieve anything or hasn't really felt like uh, that's been something that, you know they could do because they've they've had you know words spoken over them from a young age. They've spent time in prison where they haven't they haven't had liberty, so haven't been able to dream or or think of you know things that they might be able to do. And they might have had pressure around them, um, peer pressure, but also other forces that have prevented them from really excelling. And once they get a mentor alongside them, often we've found that people can start to think bigger. They can start to believe that they might be able to do something. And it's the same for addiction as well. Addiction can have such a hold on people. And so when you uh, get people along to a program like our recovery course uh, that's run once again largely through local churches or local community groups, it can give people a new hope, a new idea in their mind that actually they can dream, they can think beyond these things that have been holding them back.
2: Well, great to talk about the work of the William Wilberforce Foundation and the connections the role modelling that William Wilberforce brings to what is happening today and with this gathering 2018 that we're talking about, inviting listeners to join in our conversation as we discuss how young leaders develop and you might like to join in 1-800-316-316 leave a note on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash vision radio let's take a call from I think it's Isaac in Barania Heights. Hello, Isaac. Welcome along. Hi, good morning. How are you? Very well. What are your thoughts, Isaac? Hi, Isaac. Uh,
0: good, good. It's Archie,
2: Archie. 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 Yeah. Archie. Hi, Archie. <laughs> Great, sorry. Good,
0: good. All right, all right. I just have a thought because the, the age group is 25 to 35. How about if, just a suggestion, can we lower it like in during the teenage years before they graduate high school to be prepared for the workforce or the university because most of the kids uh, derailed or become off track in the university because of so much question, not so much about faith, but which are the proof of the Bible, the truth, morality like that. So it's better to be uh, equipped earlier than in the 25 to 35 for my suggestion. And that's only my thing. If we can lower the I'm willing to nominate my kids uh, to go there two of them if they will be because they are they're still in 20 and 16.
2: Archie, so good right. thoughts in there and let's get a response from Jonathan but Jonathan I imagine you've spent a lot of time and uh, working out which age groups going to be most appropriate uh, for this level of shaping but uh, your thoughts for Archie who'd like to see uh, younger uh, younger people involved as well.
0: Yeah, look, Archie, I think what you're saying is, is really important. Um, and I, so before my work with the William Wilberforce Foundation, I spent quite a number of years working in youth work. In fact, worked in schools and, and worked in a, a prison. Um, and so I have a great passion for, uh, trying to engage, uh, that age group, that teenage age group. Um, and I think it's really important. I also think that there are a number of um, organisations out there that are doing fantastic work in this space, organisations like Scripture Union or Youth for Christ or um, uh, Mustard or uh, uh, I'm sorry for any organisations that I'm missing because there's, there's a multitude out there um, that are trying to build into that age group. So, look, I think there is an ongoing need in that age group and I'm, I'm not discounting that at all. Um, what I found was that there was a particular, I guess, hole in this space um, for this age group, for 25 to 35-year-olds, uh, something that wasn't being particularly addressed um, and an issue that um, I, I think, you know, w- was quite relevant to them as well. So whilst I, I agree with you that that's an age group that we need to um, invest into and we need to be able to give them mentors and help them to be able to form um, spiritually, I, I tend to think there are a number of resources out there, and it, maybe it's a case of, of trying to make sure that we connect some of those resources uh, to young people. I can speak for myself. As a, as a teenager, when I was in school, I, I ran something called Youth Alpha, and um, the new Youth Alpha resource, which you can download for free from the Alpha website, is an unbelievable tool for helping form spiritually young people, but as a leadership tool for young people as well. And I ran, it was a much more, uh, much less sophisticated version back then. There wasn't videos, but I ran that when I was in school. And I I really believe that played a fairly significant role in uh, helping to shape me as as a young Christian leader. And there are other resources out there. So I hear your point. Um, I think, you know, you kind of got to focus on one thing sometimes to do it well, and and our focus is on that 25 to 35-year-old age group. Really, what we're focusing on is those who are in the starting point to kind of ongoing point of their careers. They've passed the the study stage, and they're now running at their careers and the the ambitions that, that God has given them.
2: Archie from Baronia Heights thank you so much for your call and a relevant question and a great answer too there are lots of organisations working with young people and uh, endeavouring to shape uh, their futures and you've found a niche here or a void that wasn't being looked after an area which is about some significant levels of shaping for real leadership people who are courageous people who already have a Christian faith people who already have a career They've got a direction, but now mentors to come in and really to help to shape that destiny into the future. It's a good opportunity here to discuss who those mentors are, and uh, you've got a growing list, Jonathan, but uh, when we talk about the the level of uh, your mentors, uh, very, very significant, uh, rattle off a few names for us.
0: Sure. So we've got Simon McCain coming, who's former Australian of the Year. He's currently the Chancellor of Monash University and and was one of the managing directors of Macquarie Bank. Uh, Ruth Limkin, who mm-hmm. uh, was very involved in organising, I think it was the G20 Summit with um, Barack Obama and others uh, a number of years ago in, in Brisbane, um, but now is the CEO of the Banyans, uh, which is a a private um re- rehabilitation center um uh we've got toby hall who's the ceo of st Vincent's health australia which is the largest private health uh organization in in the country they've got a number of hospitals and facilities all across the country i think uh he has about 20 odd thousand employees underneath him um so he was one of our speakers last year and he's uh, coming along again this year. So um, quite amazing that somebody like Toby will give up his time to to come along when he's he's got 20,000 of his own employees to invest into as well. Um, Father Michael Tate, who was the former Attorney-General of Australia and the Ambassador to the Holy See in the Netherlands and is now the Vicar-General of the Catholic Church in Tasmania. Um, Fiona Pierce is on a number of uh, multi-billion-dollar uh, corporate boards, as well as being a director at World Vision. Uh, Reverend Tim Costello, who many people would know as the uh, executive director of Micro Australia and the chief advocate of World Vision. He was the CEO of World Vision for many years. Um, and, and, a, and a number of others. Um, and, and we've got a few more that we're just confirming as well. There's a young guy, uh, 28-year-old from New Zealand, Charles Ma, um, who is... Uh, running, I think it's a a number of three, a number of, of, uh, development companies that are worth around about three billion dollars, um, property development companies. Uh, so, yeah, the caliber of, of the speakers and, uh, and the mentors, um, is really significant. And we've got quite a number of mentors coming in. The idea is that we want to give people access to these great leaders who have lived out their faith. Um, who have excelled in their field and so that you can sit down over dinner. Uh, we do all of the meals at the, at the restaurants of the hotel. You know, sit down over over dinner and, and have a conversation with one of them, sit down over lunch and have a conversation, uh, not just hear them from the front. We also do mentoring small groups and um, some workshops and things like that. We can get a closer hands-on uh, Sort of input from from these significant leaders.
2: Well, they are a fabulous lineup of high calibre leaders that we're talking about. When you talk about former Australians of the Year, former Attorney General, uh, former uh, leaders of World Vision, uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, you've got people in there with as many as twenty thousand employees under their uh, command, in that sense of their leadership, uh, these are the sorts of caliber people that will be uh, on on hand to mentor the young people that will go along too. The gathering 2018. I just will encourage listeners to be to go to the website to check out some more details about those leaders and whether you are either in that 25 to 35 age group yourself or you know a young person who is and you may be able to help them to get to The Gathering 2018. It's just gathering.org.au. Jonathan Green is the National Director of the William Wilberforce Foundation and founder and host of The Gathering. A Facebook note that is from Mike in Tasmania who says, Hi Neil, uh, we are all here for such a time as this. And God has prepared good works in advance for each of us. Perhaps a a thought or two from you, Jonathan, on encouraging words like that from Mike in Tasmania.
0: Absolutely. I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier on about um, the Joseph story. And uh, I I see the Joseph story as quite significant in this. Uh, Somebody being placed for such a time as this. Um, And my encouragement to uh, the, the leaders that come, on, come to gathering, the ones we had last year, the ones that will be there this year, but also those who might be listening in or, or might hear about this through other ways, is that God has placed you uh, in a particular position for a particular time. Um, and to clarify what that calling is, be intentional in how you might be able to live out your faith. And that'll look different for, for each person uh, in the workplace, uh, and seek God around how you might be part of social transformation, part of having a positive impact uh, in in this world. Because Mike's right, we are only here for a short time. Um, and for me, I look at Wilberforce, I look at um, Florence Nightingale, Elizabeth Fry, I look at people like Lord Shasbury and and William Booth. Some of you may know these names. Um, they're all English reformers of, of William, Wilberforce, uh, w- William Wilberforce's um, uh, peers. And uh, they have played significant roles. Elizabeth Fry in reforming the prison system. You know, I think the prison system we have today isn't perfect, but it's a long shot from what it was in Elizabeth Fry's day. Uh, Florence Nightingale played a significant role in helping to shape the hospital system that we have today and that we enjoy and appreciate the support that we get. These are people that, out of their Christian faith, saw problems in society and decided that they would do something about it. They saw that they were only here for a limited time and that during that time, they wanted to use it to have a positive impact in our world. And I think Mike's right for such a time as this. Uh, it is important for us to have that focus and that mentality.
1: Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
2: Jonathan Green's our guest, National Director of the William Wilberforce Foundation, founder and host of The Gathering. This year's gathering is Gathering 2018 and young people will gather on the Gold Coast to be under the mentorship of some of the most outstanding Christian leaders in the nation. And uh, as we discuss those things as they are coming, we've just a limited amount of time here. A very quick uh, point, because when young people last year went to the gathering to 2017, uh, can you give us a little bit of an idea, Jonathan, uh, what sort of pathways they might have been encouraged on by uh, last year's set of speakers?
0: Absolutely. Look, uh, we did a bit of research following Gathering 2017 and um, one of the things we found out was that 86% of delegates felt that Gathering 2017 helped to clarify their calling uh, and 96% of delegates felt inspired to go back to their community and be a social reformer. So that was a really positive outcome, really significant um, uh, uptake in terms of those two key elements of what we sought to achieve through gathering 2017. Um, some of the comments we had from delegates after the event were things such as, have never felt as connected and validated in my work and role and calling and the connection between them. Uh, another one, I feel like I can much more confidently be a person of faith in the secular world. Uh, another one, very encouraged to be surrounded by a community of like-minded believers who are aspiring for more. And I think on that last comment, uh, one of the best things to come out of it, we, we put people in geographical small groups that they did mentoring with some of the, the, the mentors that came along. And some of those small groups have continued to meet post-gathering. Um, I know relationships were formed that now are, are helping to shape what those individuals are doing. Um, and we can only put this on through uh, the significant partnership of, of a number of other organisations. The Women Force Foundation, though, we instigated it and we're driving it. Uh, we've got a whole range. that They're all on the website. I won't list them off, but a whole range of other organisations that are helping to make this happen. And many of those have offered leadership pathways and ways in which delegates have been able to follow up um, on on those uh, things that they felt called to or really learnt at Gathering 2017, and I might just finally add, I had a number of conversations with delegates over the last six to six or so months, and and in many of those conversations, delegates said how influential this was in their life, uh, how significant it's been in shaping the next period of of what they're doing. Some have changed jobs, some have been, uh, I guess. Shape to to do bigger things or better things because of it. Um, so the the impact has been quite significant.
2: You know, as young people have an opportunity to go to this gathering 2018 and sitting around the meal table with some of the guests that you will have as speakers, and and as you say, they're one-on-one encounters uh, with some of the best. Uh, most significant high-caliber Christian leaders in the country, that is something that they won't forget. And there will be a shaping of the direction that they'll follow. It's something that will stay with them uh, for the rest of their lives. That's how significant it will be. Running out of time, the Gathering 2018, it's on the Gold Coast, September 13th to the 15th, and you can be a part of a sponsored place. Now, so for those who are 25 to 35-year-old, you're already a Christian. Your career is already underway. There are some uh, nominations that you can make. They will close on the 29th of June, and there'll be some sponsored places. Uh, as you say, Jonathan, there were 105 sponsored places last year. Uh, you're talking about 100, but no doubt there'll be uh, maybe a fewer or more that might be in there. But let me point people to how you can nominate uh, to be a part of that, gathering.org.au gathering.org.au you'll see the speakers you'll see the details Uh, it's a simple process for nomination and Jonathan Green thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us and uh, just a dynamic leader you are in your own right as you uh, pursue this particular course Jonathan Green thanks for joining us today on
1: 2020.